Hello, everyone. Welcome to Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode, we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. Today on the Throwback Series, we bid a fond farewell to Journey into Mystery. This is the last issue under that title. The next issue will turn it over to the Thor title, and he will take full ownership of the book. He's really had full ownership of it since 83, but uh, they finally changed over the name in the next issue. But today, we are going to see Thor and Hercules interact once more for this uh, Clash of the Titans. Uh, we have two awesome guests. Eric Bennett is back, our throwback stalwart he returns for i believe this, this is his fourth in a row fantastic and ross is joint ross lawhead is joining us again from last episode so i want to welcome the guys tonight before we jump into 125 of journey into mystery how's it going guys it's going great pleasure to be here yeah, doing well thanks we uh we really have a doozy ahead of us uh, this is gonna this is gonna be a good one. There's lots of lots of good Hercules stuff in this uh, issue of Thor. It's funny, Hercules joins this collection as a Thor supporting character, but in some of the issues, he kind of like takes over, and I I really love how Hercules takes over a scene. We're gonna. See well, I was it. gonna ask about that. I mean, yeah. maybe this is too soon again. Do you want to do your? No, no, no. Go ahead. The... Go ahead. Let's jump right in. Yeah, I mean, here, the question for the group is: Does Hercules Thor better than Thor Thor's in these issues? Ooh. Well, he does because Hercules just lives life to its fullest. He's so braggadocious and mm, um, arrogant. <laughs> arrogant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he doesn't have that lesson in humility that Thor did. So right. yeah, when Hercules is in a scene, he just I mean, he takes it over. He dominates. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, he's the potential. He's a he's a Thor that Thor is trying not to be. Um, right. Yeah, he, he's like a, a a brasher, immature Thor. That's and a, we love him for it. He's fantastic. Oh, oh my goodness. He, well, what I love about it is with Thor, he, he always has this um this draw to like, well, I have to be worthy. Which and to that degree, mm -hmm. like, there's there's a, an innate humility in that, I guess. Um, it's like to be worthy, you have to be humble, sacrificial, all that. Hercules looks at that and like, nah, bro, I'm good. Um, I'm gonna keep. I have to have fun. <laughs> like, there's stuff to drink, there's stuff to eat, and there's people to fight. That's kind of my thing. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he is definitely the the Thor that was un unhumbled. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, we get a lot of good Hercules stuff in this issue. This, uh, this issue, the last issue of Journey into Mystery is entitled When Meet the Mortals. And the Immortals. Yes. <laughs> what was that, Eric? <laughs> Say that again. When Meet the Immortals. When Meets the Immortals. I am so sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, and this, uh, there's a small little uh, little thing on the opening splash page that also says, featuring the coming of Hercules. So for those of you that have been around for the throwback series for a while now, you know that Eric and I did the Journey into Mystery annual a few weeks back. And that's the first real uh, modern scene of Hercules in Silver Age Marvel Comics. This is really the first time they meet in the monthly book. So this is him coming into the story that Thor has been telling since Journey to Mystery 83 outside of the annual. So we jump into this uh, issue with some fantastic roster breakdown as always. 
This is bombastically written by Stan Lee. It was brilliantly drawn by Jack Kirby. It was beautifully inked by Vince Coletta, and it was bashfully lettered by Artie Simic. Ah, oh, what a bashful little letterer he is. I know. <laughs> Had him on the head. What lottery <laughs> in hell did Artie Simic win <laughs> to, to get all of this? <laughs> Ridicule, my goodness. Um, guys, so I, I just want to open up we we open up on a, a, a conflict with the demon and thor kind of dispatches the demon fairly easily uh it doesn't even make it halfway through the issue this this well, that's what i wanted to say yeah yeah he spent what two or three issues building three. this character up three issues building him up and thor takes him out literally i counted in four pages <laughs> it's not like Here's the thing. They didn't even build up to Loki for that many issues. They didn't build up to the Absorbing Man for that many issues, or even Hercules. They build up to the Demon for three issues, and he gets jobbed out in like six, a total of six pages, and some of those Thor and the Demon aren't even on. Yep, yep. Like, why? Why? I thought for a minute maybe like, you know, okay, the Nornstone maybe it's bonded to him and he can't get it off and we're going to come back to this or maybe this character is going to come back later because he absorbed the power of the Nornstone. but it's yeah. like thor takes it and nope done see you gone <laughs> it makes little sense to me <laughs> but yeah um so the demon is the demon is taken care of and he's beaten and Wait, is that really it though like you guys have read ahead i assumed that we'd only seen him like for two or three pages each issue but that's he is really gone i don't <laughs> know if he's gone for good well know. no I i'm sure but as with this conflict but that's kind of what uh characterizes these issues of thor for me these early ones is like they're still trying to feel their way through it and they're they've got this kind of reflexive instinct about well secret identity and you know mysterious villain with all this kind of stuff but then they kind of find that thor doesn't really kind of fit that stuff and thor is kind of fighting through as his own character um and to have even the issues i mean the title itself to have its own character also um and it's trying to be something kind of new and different um or or maybe not i don't know because uh, i mean is this kind of because we got golden age heroes who are just the heroes, you know, not so much with the secret identities, yeah. although they are present. Um, with the Marvel stuff, obviously you've got, you know, they're really kind of grounding themselves, but Thor just seems to be, you know, doesn't want to be grounded at all. You know, all of his battles can't be on earth. They've got to be mystical, you know, it can't be with some guy who found a magic rock. It's got to be with a God, you know, uh, he can't be, a, he can't have a secret identity. He's just got to be Thor all the time. And I think that's really remarkable about this yeah he's not he's not he's not like peter parker where it's like it's like oh gosh j jonah jameson can't find out that i'm spider-man like that's not that's but they tried to make him peter parker as well there's kind of like oh i can't i'm don blake i can't let anyone else find out that i'm thor but now he's telling you know um jane foster way before spider-man will tell anybody and uh i I think that this is something that makes this title really unique (laughs) just thor's just like hey hey spidey I was giving up my secret identity before it was cool, man. Like, you know, <laughs> I did this way back. Then. <laughs> but uh, that, I that did kind of... research and yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The demon is done. Three oh. issues. That's all he's in. And he's barely in this one. And he's barely in this one. It's like a lot of buildup for nothing. Which is kind of a mercy, really, because I, it seemed like it was going in an uncertain direction with uh, the revolutionaries and kind of exactly 
the uh, the racial kind of stereotyping. So, yeah, the uh, and Eric and I had talked about this a few episodes ago when the when the witch doctor or the who would become the demon is introduced, he almost is like a like a, a sympathetic free freedom fighter because he's fighting against you know the the communist you know presence in his country and then he gets the power of the nornstone and he immediately goes bad immediately and you're like oh okay this is not different you know that thor's gonna beat this guy in a few issues and uh, we'll be done with him and according to eric we are done done we are done we are done so someone we are far from done with is hercules hercules shows up on earth and let's just share with the listeners all the great hercules stuff that we get um anybody want to take the opening shot at what hercules does first he takes a nap (laughs) oh man that was interdimensional travel (laughs) it is a bitch (laughs) the first thing he does is he uh he uh he frees a train from uh being stopped on the tracks by a giant tree yes the specific kind of tree is important um you know (laughs) it's it's the uh what is it's the the world outside your window um (laughs) and uh he moves the tree out of the way tosses it aside and then has some great interactions with the conductors um where he he says uh, after he's thrown the tree away he says i must dispose of this metal object also or in order to uh order to remain undisturbed and they're like no 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 don't don't throw the engine please <laughs> that would be the worst just don't do yeah, it this train is obviously a problem too you want me to get rid of that yeah <laughs> okay. you guys will seem very concerned you know okay i'll leave the train alone and he says you know basically he makes them take them takes them to the city and this great stuff from hercules here says Hercules has always loved cities. It is there that the crowds are. The reveling and the merrymaking are ever to be found. And who can enjoy the good life as much as an Olympian god? Take me then to your city, Hercules commands. So he wants to go to the city and party, which feels the most... directly in character. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, It it reminded me, it's because... um... You, you, at the end of last episode, you were talking about Volstagg and how much you love him. And yes. I, I think there's a connection between these two characters and all, a lot of characters that we kind of uh, hate to love, which is that these are people with just no filters. You know, they don't have inhibitions. <laughs> yes. You know, they're who we would we would all be if we just, you know, got out of our shells and out of ourselves and, you know, didn't have any kind of feelings of danger or threat. You know, we, we'd <laughs> all be Volstagg. We'd all be Hercules. The Lion of Asgard and the Lion of Olympus. Yeah, right. If 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 I looked like Hercules, yeah, I'd act just like him. Well, I do. <laughs> act, I do look like Volstagg, and uh, I don't act like him. So whoa, 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 Ross! I look like Volstagg. <laughs> I did actually. Uh, I did a, a few of my cosplay friends. Uh, they say, "Have you ever thought about doing cosplay, Ryan?" I'm like, I could pull off a Volstagg. And they're like, oh, come on, man. It's like, no, man. Well, I- Ryan, I don't know how far back you went in my Insta, but I did uh, Bro Thor uh, for Halloween a uh, couple years back. <laughs> Bless you, Ross. But I will go back and look at that. And maybe okay. with your permission, we will we will share it in our in our social medias. Because that, sure, yeah. Glory no, I'm proud that. of that costume. Um, <laughs> that we- costume cost me a total of uh, 13 bucks. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it doubled as your Lebowski uh, cosplay the next year. So that was I know, great. right? It's <laughs> a one-purpose costume. I want a limited series of just Bro Thor. That's what I want. I just call it like steal the steal the um, the thing they did with Hulk a few years ago. Do totally awesome Thor. That would just be great. Um, but anyway, I, I digress. The the two other things that we see in the main story here are Odin is again pissed that Thor has revealed his identity to Jane, and the warriors of Asgard are uh, they're put through the paces to take down Thor. That of course goes horribly for them, and Thor returns to Midgard to get back to Jane. Meanwhile, Hercules Quite cleverly, if I could say, yeah, Eric, you wanna you wanna um, uh, maybe exp explain? Yeah, we should spend time cleverly. on this. Yeah, this is this is us as we've talked about before, where it's not Thor just being a, a mindless brute who just hits and breaks everything. I mean, yes, he does that as he makes his way through the army, but when he gets to Heimdall, he has to think a little bit because Heimdall's every bit is equal. So Thor thinks to himself, Heimdall's ears, sensitive enough to warn of any danger, they shall now prove his undoing, and he. Uh, strikes his enchanted mallet with force enough to cause a sonic boom as the sudden ear-shattering sound causes Heimdall to crumble in shock. So Thor thinks it through and like, you know, has a strategy there on how to beat Heimdall instead of just beating him, beating him up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, you're right. Oftentimes we'll think of like, well, Thor just chooses, he chooses the most direct thing and he just does the, he does the, the thing with the most punching, that's what Thor will do. And he really, he circumvents the difficult way of going about things with the, the work smarter, not harder way of uh, problem solving. So yeah, he, he gets by. Heimdall is not a very good sentry in these early issues of Thor. <laughs> um, they always talk about how like, how resolute he stands, uh, you know, upon the rainbow bridge. And then Thor's like, dude, I, I, I need to get by. No, I can't let you by. Okay. I'll do this the difficult way. Uh, but Heimdall is uh, yet again, kind of, the, kind of the Boba Fett of Asgard. It sounds like Ooh, <laughs> now we're talking throwing some shade. No, but can we backtrack a little bit as well? Cause I'm kind of confused about um, the, I mean, it's, I don't know, it seems like it should make sense, but it doesn't about why yeah. Thor is in trouble for revealing his identity. Like, when was that ever a stake or a rule that he had to adhere to? Odin has told Odin, him multiple... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Eric. No, no, go ahead, Ryan. You're going to go for it. I was just going to say, like, quite simply, Odin has told him several times, like, okay. no, like, mortals, no, not going to happen. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And often in his thought bubbles, Don or Thor will be like, I know, you know, Imperial Odin has told me not to reveal my identity to any mortal, but I love her so much. You know, it's, 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 uh, that's his internal struggle through most okay. of the journey into mystery era. So Odin the the says whole no. thing boils down to Odin. So this has been built up. Says, All right. Because I Ooh. said so. You know? <laughs> yeah. Ever. Well, I mean, it's this, the parental uh, fallback, isn't it? But, yeah. uh, I think, yeah, okay. I think also, um, and maybe I'm reading too much into a comic that's 50 plus years old, um, but uh, which is basically all the throwback series is. Um, <laughs> but maybe, maybe it's Odin's sense of superiority that, you know, the Asgardians are 
above the Midgardians. Um, and that because Jane is not immortal, there's even an issue earlier on in Journey to Mystery where Odin kind of loosens up a little bit and he's like, okay, well, if she become if she has the nobility to become an to become an immortal, then sure but she fails to become an immortal and he's like okay now it's a no again you know odin just kind of toys with thor he doesn't really give her give yeah. him outright reason the reason is because i said so i mean i'm a parent yeah, go go I live mean, on this planet but don't make any friends like learn yeah. about the humans but don't don't be too close to them yeah. i mean it's it's not unreasonable i guess in those terms yeah exactly and, and like you know he wanted to have a son that that was more powerful than anyone in heaven so he, you know, mated with the goddess of the earth, but okay, so now I got her strength, but no, I, I don't want you to have any connection to that. Mm -hmm. I want the power, but no, you need to stay here with me. You know what? I just realized how Eric just highlighted something of how big of a friggin' hypocrite. Uh, Od well, Odin's always been a hypocrite, but like, you know, Thor's mother is literally Gaia. Like, right. the goddess of the earth. So... Okay, you can do it, Dad, but n n I can't. Okay, I just, you know, it's Eric and I talked about this a few episodes ago. It's do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, Odin goes to Gaia, who is in the guise of Yord, the Norse goddess of, of the earth. So, and I so, think if memory serves from the annual, she even says, if the, if the form of Yord is what you find pleasing, then come to me. And then, you know, there you go. And Odin's like, I'm down to clown. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, that's the, the, the Ryan paraphrase. Um, but uh, the other thing that's happening while Thor is getting out of Asgard, uh, it's, uh, his, if Kurt Russell were playing him, it would be his escape from Asgard. That'd be a great movie. Um, but <laughs> what's also happening at this time is Hercules has stopped a potential robbery in the restaurant that he's partying at. And then he goes out onto the street and he takes out the, the, the robbers, uh, the would-be robbers, uh, you know, puts, the fear, puts the fear of an Olympian god in them. And who is there to notice this strong, uh, uh, this strong, mighty figure but Jane Foster. So Jane goes down from the hospital room, thinks it's Thor. Okay, uh, eyesight must be failing her because uh, even from a distance, uh, Hercules doesn't really look like Thor outside of his physique um and Hercules comes on so strong um he is abrasively into Jane right away and basically whisks her away uh and then Thor comes back to Midgard sees what's happening and the two of them get ready to throw down and that's where we conclude the main part of the story so any thoughts about kind of how the main story wraps up guys the the it sort of wraps up exactly like the annual did the minute thor and hercules get together thor yes. almost instantly gets jobbed by hercules again you know he just knocks him down one punch and thor's on his rear mm -hmm. yeah yep <laughs> I love that Hercules is sipping a drink as he's listening to Thor get all outraged. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> hey man, calm down. Don't tell me to calm down, Herc. <laughs> like this, I gotta figure this out for myself. Uh, so they're getting ready to fight. Um, and that's how that's how the journey into mystery era 
of uh, of Thor stories concludes with the the main arc. We'll see more in 126 uh, next month, um, next week for us. Then we go into the tales of Asgard. This one is entitled The Queen Commands, picking up from last time where Queen Ula of Thryrim, Thryrim? Um, I'm going to say Thryheim. Thryheim, Thryheim, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, she is, she has uh, commenced another attack on the, the, the crew of Argonauts that Thor is working with. And um, I just wanted to read the roster again because they redo the introductions at the beginning of the Tales of Asgard, which is like, that's just great. It's it's another way uh, to creatively uh, highlight the artist. It says, none but Marvel's Stan Lee could tell such a tale. None but Marvel's Jack Kirby could draw such a tale. None but Marvel's Vince Coletta could ink such a tale. None but Marvel's Artie Simic could be such a pussycat. <laughs> what? <laughs> what in the world? Again, what did Artie Simic do? <laughs> Well, from a technical standpoint, I can tell you one thing that he does. Okay. He uses crossbar eyes in places where they're not supposed to be. And to a to a novice such as myself and maybe many of our listeners, what does that mean, Eric? The crossbar eye, you know, the eye, the capital I with a line above and below. Yes. Okay. That's called a crossbar eye. The only place you use that is for the like the definitive article like i i'm i'll i've that sort of thing you don't use it anywhere else okay. no other time at all well Eric, even if it's I... at the beginning of a sentence you don't use it that was going to be my objection but okay i'll vouch your, yes. your wisdom <laughs> yeah so what he does is it seems like every time he he does the start of a sentence if it happens to you have the letter I on it. Like on the previous page here, Thor is saying, if you could but know the odds I face to return to you. Uh, again, crossbar I. So it's almost like he's hitting the capital I as he's typing, even though we know they hand letter this at the time. So, okay. And he does that all the time and it makes my eye twitch every time I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that nervous tick, like, oh gosh. And <laughs> And listeners, that is why you invite comic creators on your comic podcast, <laughs> because they know stuff that you just can't know. Uh, thank you for that insight, Eric. I really appreciate that. We, uh, the main thrust of the, of the Tales of Asgard story is that the queen attacks and Loki, you know, Loki's kind of laid uh, a little behind the scenes in the last few uh, issues, but he develops this device with the help of his cronies uh, to get rid of the swarm. And then the swarm returns to take him away, to kidnap him and take him back to uh, their stone hive. So now Thor has to go save Loki from being captured by Queen Ula. And that's how the Tales of Asgard kind of concludes. So uh, guys, we have come to the end of the episode where we encourage the listeners to either read this issue or leave this issue. Now, uh, I, we, we let Eric do the honors last time going first. Ross, I'd love for you to give us your recommendation. Uh, then Eric, go for it and I will, I'll wrap it up at the end. Uh, I'm going to give a tentative read it. Uh, okay. My only reservation is that this is kind of like a, 
I kind of call them like a housekeeping issue where you've got kind of the, you you wrap up one story and you're about to start another one, but you've got this kind of middle bit where you've got to get all the characters together and pick them up where they are. Um, the only thing I would say, I mean, the, the thing that saves it is for me, uh, for, for the read it uh, crowds is um, that it does have Hercules in it. And he is just so fun in this episode. Um, and uh, yeah, you got a little bit of uh, attention ratcheting up with, uh, with Thor as well. Um, but, and also, I'm just a huge fan of the Tales of Asgards. Uh, I think uh, all of those, I don't know if they've been collected, but I want to read all of them. They have been. Okay, awesome. Um, I can I can send I can send you that when we're done. It's uh, it's it's fan it's a fantastic read altogether because they read so quickly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a great read. Okay, so a tentative read it. Uh, Eric, would you read this or would you leave this? I would read it. I would read it. I mean, those are all excellent points. Uh, but because it's got the Hercules in it, and because of the quality that the Tales of Asgard stories always have. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a read. You know uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna third that sentiment um, based off of something Ross said um, that Hercules is the main. He's the one that grabs my attention in this um, because his scenes are so so comical, so over the top. He's so I mean he is really he is he's Thor without the humility. He's Thor without the sacrifice. He's Thor unbound. Um, and I really love that. I love when he serenades them with the guitar. Uh, there's just there's so much good Hercules stuff to enjoy here. And also one thing I wanted to highlight about this book uh, that maybe I should have mentioned earlier, you get so much bang for your buck in this where you like, there's so many characters in uh, the Tales of Asgore. We finally see Loki come back into the story. We see Hercules. It just feels like a, a book that has a lot going on in a good way. Um, and Ross is right, though. It, it is kind of a, a housekeeping issue amping up to that first, you know, conflict with uh, Hercules in the main timeline that we're uh, working with outside of the annual. Um, but yeah, so you have a read it, a read it, and a tentative, uh, hesitant read it. So do what you will with those recommendations, dear listener. Uh, and until uh, and, until uh, we see you again, maybe you'll give your own recommendation on this if you go out and read the last issue of Journey into Mystery. When you join us next time on the Throwback Series, we will be in Thor 126. We're finally changing over the title card. It's finally Thor's book solely. Again, it really has been for a long time, but a technicality of changing the title over uh, happens in the next issue. Until we see you again aboard the Rainbow Bridge, everybody, I want to recommend that you go check out our Patreon. We have a lot of great stuff going up every, every week now. Uh, we have some untold tales of Asgard that are going to be put up really soon. A late, our latest issue of I've Got Issues is coming out this week. We got a lot of great stuff over there. We're going to add in some surprises, some extended conversations with some of our guests. You're going to enjoy it. Join our Thor core for a few bucks and you get all the bonus material. It, it's, a, it's a really good uh, value bang for your buck and it helps the show go just that little bit further. So we appreciate that. Until we see you again aboard the Rainbow Bridge, I want to tell you what I tell you every time. I want you to remember this. Whatever you're doing this weekend, whether you're 
running errands, you're watching kids, you're just at home having a lazy Saturday and you tuned into this uh, bite-sized episode of Thor, I want to remind you to stay worthy.